Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the fourth annual collection of 31 amazing horror movies in October we lovingly call the Halloween Screamathon. I'm your host, Otis, and tonight I am joined by Katie. Hi. Emma. Oh, you caught me with my mouthful of blood. And Micah. Uh, well, I was going to party like it's 1999, but I... Uh... I don't think so now. Huh? And tonight we are reviewing the 2022 american found footage horror anthology film yeah y'all know which one we're doing vhs 99 vhs goes to hell literally (laughs) (laughs) he's like like, yeah um i guess i don't have another tagline that one's all right i don't think the other ones had any i got the cases somewhere i should look but i don't think they had taglines Can't remember. Hit that music. The squad is working in the lab late one night when their eyes beheld an eerie sight. For the horror movie list began to grow in size, and suddenly, to their surprise, there was the scream of With no lights on, all frozen, no cars. Hey, happy spookies, everyone. This is episode 26. And it's 31 movie marathon that we do every year. So five more, five more. We're almost Mm -hmm. there, y'all. So last year when VHS 94 came out, we reviewed that movie and it wasn't bad and we were happy about it. And a few months ago, we saw a trailer for VHS 99. So they are legit cracking these out every year, it seems. And right now... There is a plan for a new one, VHS 85, in 2023. Fuck yes. Did did we, we were were looking through Shudder after we watched it and VHS viral popped up. Did we ever do that one? So that's the one I have intentionally avoided. Okay, (laughs) I figured. It's it's the redheaded stepchild out of them. We should watch. There's one story that's absolutely amazing, but the rest are not that good. (laughs) <laughs> but we we should watch it just to complete it all honestly but man that woo, that alternate reality story that's a good fucking story that's it one day we'll do it but <laughs> it's another dance into the world of vhs so for the uninitiated we have reviewed a f- four of them at this point one two no this will be the fourth one so we've reviewed tons of these and these stories don't necessarily connect, but it's just a short horror story with random topics and themes and characters. Nothing necessarily connects except the frame narrative, so the, the main idea. And it usually revolves around people watching tapes in a certain order, and it does something to their psyche. And in VHS Viral, there's a whole situation where there's a vehicle driving, just spreading these stories to people's phones and TVs and everyone just starts going crazy. So it's story-wise, it's pretty cool, but the short ones are not good. But <laughs> uh, but no, this, this is a crazy movie. This one is a little different from the others we've watched because there is no frame narrative story. There isn't anybody like forced to watch these stories. They just turned them on. They're just going. It's kind of, kind of simple. One story that separates, yeah, that weaves in and out, but it's not really, it doesn't connect all of the stories, yeah. 
this definitely reminds me of like how Assassin's Creed was. You know, the first three games all had that out outlying narrative, and then they went away from it, and then they went back to it. So if VHS keeps pumping it out, maybe we'll have the same cycle. Yeah, I thought with with ninety four, I thought they were starting it over because that that movie's technically before all the other ones. I thought they were like, oh, okay, this is the new story of why these tapes make people crazy and why they're oozing out of their faces and stuff, but the next one they just ignored it so uh, one day i assume they're gonna try to start that over because it's a cool idea i guess if you watch these freaky ass weird tapes you just want to make a tape which means you want to murder somebody it's a pretty cool idea it's just i don't know we'll see so uh, it, it's fun but emma what did you think about vhs 99 well i thought it was a ride for sure um it was very silly to me compared to the other ones like it had i thought the stories were good i just didn't feel like they went where they needed to go completely but the second story for sure had me very freaked out because i don't do well with anything that happened in that story so that was terrifying but i don't know i mean it was good it just wasn't like incredible like the other ones but yeah it was it's a fun ride so micah um i felt like it was a lot of tease without a big payoff um i like the whoever they hired to do the artwork for the like their main oh, cover, the cover photo yes. is fucking brilliant like that cover it it is gorgeous Mm-hmm. And if you haven't if you haven't seen the cover for it, go find it because it is it's amazing. Awesome. The graphic designer who put that together did a really, really fantastic job. Um, also, I was kind of hoping that, you know, they kept teasing like, oh, hey, it's almost New Year's and this has to be at New Year's. And I was like, "Ooh, Y2K, let's let's go. Let's do something crazy. And it just never happened. And I was like, oh, well, OK. Um, yeah, it was just kind of meh. I don't know. It was, I mean, it was fun. Like I, I had a good time watching it, but it just, I don't know. It just it never had a big payout for me. I don't know what I was expecting, but yeah, is I Katie. I really liked some of it. There was, there was definitely standouts in the different stories and you can tell like Sometimes in the VHS ones, you can't really tell that the director has changed too much, like, because it all kind of flows together. And sometimes there is such a drastic difference throughout the stories that it's like very evident. Uh, And this is definitely one of those times. I feel like a couple of these stories were really, really well done from the acting to the prosthetics to the makeup to everything. And some of these stories were just kind of like you did you tried cool story but yeah i liked it thumb up one thumb so as unfortunately the only person that's watched all of them that have come out i have always understood that in the vhs collection of stories if i'm watching one of the movies one will be the star the main event of it and it won't even be the last story it'll be like the second one and then you have to just enjoy the ride down as you're cruising back into manville just like with vhs2 with uh safe haven the one where 
uh it's ooh not indonesian what where that fucking horned monster thing came out of that lady's body. It was mm-hmm. Indonesian or that, Malaysian, yeah. yeah. That cult. That is a legit crazy story. That could be a full movie, you know? Uh, every move, every VHS had a story where it was like the pinnacle of the, the movie. And then it just went from there. This one was weird because just about all of them were at the same level. Nothing. It, they played it safe with this one. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stories were like that was cool, and honestly, it started out pretty damn good, and then dips with a really cool idea, but the ending was just a big question mark. And then it ended. I thought I thought the last story was fucking great. I love that idea. That seems like a that easily could have been a comedy with no type of like scariness in it. Very <laughs> Actually, much. Yeah, it, Very that, much. Like a almost like a um a pick of destiny style. Like <laughs> just two two dudes end up in hell and have to crawl back through the ass of a demon to get back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I, I it, it feels like they just played it safe with these stories and it might be because they're different directors and they got different people to to help with this. Uh some pretty cool ideas and that just comes with it. The first like three VHSs were like the same guys, and Adam Wingard. You might love him because he did Godzilla and the King Kong movies and stuff. But he also did Death Note, so he's kind of everywhere when he makes movies. But he was one of the people that did like the first three VHSs. He always did a story. He was the one that did the one where that guy gets the the eye and he can see ghosts. Mm-hmm. That was him. He played himself in it. So, um, but there's always I don't know. So they used just new people with this, and it seemed like a whole new cast. And they were like, "You got an idea for a scary story? Like twenty minutes? Like, yeah, yeah, I got this." I'm like, cool. The uh, Brad Mishka, I believe, is his name. He seems to be the one in charge of this VHS things, and he said he calls it like a trust fall situation, where he's like, "Katie, here's some money. Make a short story, scary. I'll be back in a couple of months," and he just let it happen. And Katie's like, "I made a story about." You eat a Ritz cracker and, and then spiders come out your mouth. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, you'll be on first. And that it's just, they just let people do it. And just like, you know, no pressure, just make your story. And so that that's the ebb and flow of the VHS stories. There are going to be stories like, what the fuck was that? And you just move on because we've got three more to listen to. Um, no, I really liked it. It was safe. And if Shudder and Bloody Disgusting want to make one one a fucking year in October thumbs up I will watch them I love this series Terrell and I fucking watch the fuck out of these you know the first three so I I'm I'm down for it and yes the cover for this is fucking beautiful and I saw it and I was like that looks really goddamn good so um there's five stories in this one they don't really outstay their welcome some of them feel pretty short the Ozzy's um dungeon, dungeon that was really short, but it made sense. They had somewhere to go, so they couldn't sit still long enough. But um, I'll do a quick little broad stroke about all the stories. Um, the first one's called Shredding. This, I don't know, punk band sneak into a haunted, uh, abandoned venue, and things happen. <laughs> and then we have Suicide Bid. This girl, she's trying out for a sorority, and bad things happen. <laughs> Ozzy's Dungeon, it's a mix of like Legends of the Hidden Temple, Guts, and Family Double Dare. 
and bad things happen. <laughs> the Gawkers. We got some college kids, high school kids. High school, I think. Yeah. We got some high school kids and they're peeping on their hot, like across the street neighbor in the cul-de-sac and bad things happen. And then the last one, the hell and back. We got some filmmakers. They get dragged into hell inadvertently and they have to fight their way out. Uh, it's pretty damn good. I liked it a lot. Oh, and bad things happen. So, <laughs> um, we'll get through these stories. These are pretty, you know, they're, they're to the point, a lot of them. So this one is set in 1999. It seems to be the tail end of the year because in a couple of stories, they talk about like Y2K. And I don't think that was a whole year situation. Was it like toward the, oh, was it the whole year people were scared of it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, for people that don't know what Y2K, because that's been a very long time ago, people were afraid that when computers, when they got to 2000, the resetting of the dates would cause all technology just to go crazy. And then someone said that all the nukes would get shot off and the microwaves would just shoot cancer at you. It would just be hell on earth on January 1st, 2000. And everybody's like, you need to get ready because the world as we know it is going fucking hell. And I remember people freaking out about this. Uh, Kids at school, they were saying that their parents were like stocking up and stuff because they thought that it was going to be the end of the world. So yeah, that was was real life, y'all. It was weird. It was really weird. But nothing happened. I remember uh, the ball dropped and I was watching TV and I was waiting. I was waiting on sounds and nothing. I was like, man, nothing happened. And everybody went to work the next day. <laughs> just like, uh, I thought we were going to die. So I just kind of quit my job. But you know, I guess we're still here. <laughs> so the first story is called Shredding. We meet up with a band called Rack. That's an acronym for Rachel, Anker, Chris, and Caleb. They're a punk rock band. <laughs> and they like pulling pranks. And, you know, I'm f- happy my friends, we weren't down with pranks like i don't know man at a certain point you get start getting mean to each other because you got you got to keep doing pranks and they're mean to each other so yeah they are uh the opening song was fucking a banger uh i think katie found the name of it i can't remember the name i'll look it up later it was a good ass fucking song honestly all the music in i think the whole movie as a whole was all created there was no like oh we pulled this song from something they had people make these songs, which is pretty cool. So this punk rock band, they have a a web show. And in their shows, they, they're falling into stuff, breaking things, you know, just bad kid stuff. But this episode, they're going to break into the Colony Underground. And it's a former music venue that got burned down three years ago because there was a freak electrical fire. So just like Jennifer's body, that bitch went up. And the band on the stage, they were a punk band that was pretty popular called Bitch Cat. (laughs) (laughs) And they were headlining that night when the fire occurred. Only four people died that night in a fucking venue catching on fire. And that was the band. I was like, hashtag the opposite of Jennifer's body. Yeah. Jeez. So they got trampled. The people, I don't know how the stage is usually away from the door, but. I don't know, but apparently they got mowed over. So we get a cool demo reel of Bitch Cat performing and then talking about their band and stuff. It, it, like I said, the look of this short, it looked really cool. Like, I don't know. It looked like an actual like 
demo tape. That was weird. So Rack, they're getting ready to go into the venue. So Anker, he heads back home real quick and he picks up some, they say he picked up some spices, but it's part of his like religion and it will help with the Buddhas. And so the boots, boots. And so it's a supernatural creature, a ghost of a dead person. And so he says that maybe we shouldn't go down there and like disturb their sight of death. And everybody's like, shut up, Bunker. And he's like, I don't know, man. This is kind of bad. Maybe we shouldn't do this. In every story, there's always one person that's like, we shouldn't do this. And then they get, you know, you know what happens. So they are going to go onto the stage and they're going to play a song in this venue, which is actually a really cool idea. A place that's abandoned and scary and you play. If I was emo enough, that'd be really cool to me. So mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, While they're on stage, they start their song and Anker is the drummer. He counts to eight, which was really weird. Yeah, and- it was. <laughs> That was the first thing I was like cringing. It's like one, two, three, four, five. I was like five, six, seven, eight. Who does that? <laughs> you either start on one or you start on five. The end. Yeah, it's rarely it was, five unless you're dancing. It was really weird. I was like, what the fuck was that? I think Katie said it too. She's like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> so they start playing and then everyone freezes and then they start shaking like they're getting possessed and Anker freaks out because he's like, oh, shit, it's happening. It's happening. But then they all start laughing at him. And then Anker, he doesn't laugh back because that's what happens with pranks. You go too far at some point. And they're like, dude, just take a fucking joke. Why are you acting like a little bitch? And so he storms off and he he tells the rest of them that he hopes the fucking ghosts get them. And they're like, okay. So uh, let's make these sex dolls and fill them full of jelly a jello and and then let's just beat them up and hump them i don't know what that was about but uh it's supposed to be like the bodies of the band getting trampled i know but the humping at some point that's just because he's a dumb horny child so yeah so i was looking at my watch and when i see these three kids humping like sex dolls full of jello i was like when is it gonna happen and then it does one of them gets yanked into the sky and i was like oh shit and then everybody's like, what was that? Where'd he go? And then just, I don't know, a bucket of guts and blood just plops down. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. We both were like, oh, yeah, here we lot. go. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was like, they juiced him in the sky. They juiced yeah. this kid. So instantly, uh, Rachel and Chris, they're the last two. They're starting to run. The camera just gets picked up. And Rachel looks at the camera. She's like, oh, shit. And they run off. And then we see that bitch cat, the band, they're back together. Zombified. Juicy. Uh, The (laughs) makeup was great. Uh, From what we've seen in the earlier movies and stuff, they they actually put effort into how it looked. Yeah, those those four looked really good. Probably at the expense of, I don't know, other things like the story or acting. But one thing, the scary things, how they look, they looked amazing in this movie. So, you know, what happens with movies, you know, either you put more effort into the CG or the practical effects, and then you got people, you know, acting like shit. So at some point, something's going to suffer. So Anker, he's not dead. He's in a corner, and then one of the zombies gets close to him, and he's like, go back to your resting place and throw some spices in her face. She melts and straight up a skeleton. And I was like, God damn, that's awesome. And then me and Katie were like, keep throwing, man. 
and then he didn't and then he got jumped and i was like oh mm-hmm. if i threw spices and melted a zombie head i'm throwing spices like a freak and i'm i'm making it out but yup i don't know i guess he was a little a little terrified about zombies i would be a little terrified so uh chris gets dismembered and decapitated they just pull his fucking like spine out and so he's gone and then rachel gets dismembered and then they put all the pieces back together kind of and have the kids play bitch cats music and you just see like the body parts it's like like puppets they use the body parts like, like marionettes yeah yeah they they played build a band yeah and they just <laughs> giggle and that's the first story and, uh in between uh katie brought up a little bit we get like a stop animation story about army toys and every time a new movie ends just the story gets more and more ridiculous at first it's just soldiers like a german soldiers being held captive and then we get like a soldier like mowing mowing people over with a tank and then it's like giant animals are eating the soldiers and they're all teaming up now because there's like giant monsters so it just gets more and more ridiculous every time no sir i did not see you playing with your toys again yeah, this definitely brought back some old YouTube uh-huh. uh, flashbacks to like Knox's Corner no, and oh. oh my god, if you've never watched Knox's Corner, it's <laughs> fucking gold. Yeah, this like I said, it just felt. And Katie said it at some point. She was like, "This feels like the '90s," mm-hmm. and she's like, "Yeah, this uh-huh. feels fucking." That's 90s. one of my. Uh... That's one of my seven words. I kind of yeah. feel like we need a '90s revival with media. Everybody goes eighties and seventies and sixties and let's go let's go nineties. Let's not. <laughs> I guess we'll see. I guess I guess we'll see when that nineties show comes out and see yes. how good that does. Well, there's a difference in I think enjoying the nineties, like what mm-hmm. what that nineties show is gonna be, because I assume it's gonna be similar to that eighties show. And it's just gonna be a and that 70s show just a look at what culture was like in the 90s and that's fine but i do not want to go back to like some things when they go back and show the 70s and the 80s they do it with like grainy ass film and yeah i don't need that i do not want that that was my it's one of my seven words but it's part of my it's my least favorite thing about all of the vhs films and it's the attempt to make it look like it was actually done on a VHS. Yep. I hate that. It like, hurts my eyes. It does hurt my eyes because my eyes have adjusted and become well acquainted with like 4K HD shit. I do not need everything to look blurry. <laughs> yeah. It's I don't know. Wild. I kind of I like the graininess. I like the film. Mm. I I mean, I mean, and especially for these movies because it's vhs you so. also like the way cloverfield was filmed so i didn't say i like the way it was filmed <laughs> okay <laughs> what <laughs> i liked the movie i didn't say that i liked the way it was filmed <laughs> what michael like throws up on himself oh, what a no but i did you're putting no but, but. <laughs> <laughs> the shaky cam is so great God, I was in the front row watching that movie. Hardcore I was like, Henry. I'm gonna shit myself. <laughs> watching Hardcore Henry. Yes, give me I, more. Right. I didn't I didn't have a problem with it, but I not that I enjoyed the way it was filmed. I just 
I liked the movie. Who are you yeah. trying to convince right oh now? Oh my god. I liked it too. So the second story is called Suicide Bid. I didn't know this is actually a term. But we meet up with college freshman Lily. And so I don't know if she's at like a Christian college. Because everybody had like little crucifixes on necklaces and stuff. Hell, yeah. I don't know. And she is super desperate to join Beta Sigma Eta. And I don't know why they are so fucking spiffy. Apparently, they're just the camp, the sorority to join. And so what Lily is doing is just sending a bid to Beta Sigma Eta and no other place. And apparently that's called a suicide bid because if they say no, then you can't join any other. You can't be recruited by anyone else. And then apparently you're just a piece of shit for the freshman year well the entirety of um social sorority recruitment is wild to me the fact that it's like all done together and all the sororities like they all plan it together and it's just however many sororities you have on your campus like every event is hosted together like okay figure out which one you you fit with like that's fucking wild to me I couldn't. Social sororities are intense. Yes, they are. So Lily, she sends her bid to just, uh, I'm going to call him Beta Sigma. To Beta Sigma. BSE. That's too much. (laughs) (laughs) And hooray, the girls get back to her and they're like, yeah, we really like you. And they get her drunk, which is what you do. And they take her to a, what, mausoleum? Mm Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, have you heard the story of Guiltine? And they're like, no, who's that? So this is this happens either in Texas or it's close by because she said she transferred from TCU. I thought she said they were at TCU. Oh, this, oh it might be at TCU because I heard that and I was like, oh, that's a Christian college. Yeah, that makes sense. I think they're at TCU, which that's makes legit. sense. That's fucking legit. So one of the girls brought up a college. So I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked if they don't get sued. Well, they said it real quick. (laughs) And they said that it was a dare to spend a night inside a coffin. And just like, oh, just one night. But the girls forgot about her and left her in there for a week. And then when they opened the coffin, they're like, oh, yeah, that girl, we should go back. It was empty. And then, you know, the whole, she's a ghost and she'll wait on you. And if you're down there, she'll try to drag you down with her. So, you know. Cautionary tale. Don't get into a fucking coffin if you're alive. Yeah. You know what I mean? I understand the peer pressure of being, you know, a 18-year-old girl trying to fit in with other girls, but nope, not even. You could not pay me enough money to be like, oh yeah, to join our sorority, you gotta get down in this box and we're gonna shut you in. The fuck you are. Yeah. No, no, I'm hitting all of you with shovels to the face. Go fuck yourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So Lily, she's the opposite of Katie. She wants she wants to impress all these girls. So she gets into the coffin. Before she gets in, one of the girls gives her a box and says, When you are so close to quitting, when you're about to quit, open this box. This box will help you. And I was like, that's so nice of that girl. So <laughs> she gets in the coffin and they put dirt over the coffin. It has a a cross opening where the face is, which is terrible. It's a cross-shaped like window. Yeah, which is terrible for a coffin. Who wants to see a dead body? 
why, you know do, what I mean? why do people do open caskets? Yeah. It's yeah, a good idea. But yeah, it's, it's fucking weird. So uh, while she's in the coffin and they're covering it with dirt, she starts to hear bumps from the outside of the coffin. And she's freaking out because she's like, oh, God, it's guillotine. She's going to get me. And she is about to pull. Oh, there's a rope inside the coffin. And if you pull it, then the bell goes off. And then they say, we'll let you out. But if you pull this rope and make the bell go off, you can't, you forfeit your chance to be in our sorority. So if you pull that, you're giving up. So she's about to pull the rope. She's freaking out. She's been in there for maybe 15 minutes, it seems. She opens up the box, the box of hope. The box that is going to keep her in this coffin all Oh my God, it's a box of spiders. So. Yeah, that was shitty. I had a slight panic attack like i my whole body just like clenched when oh yeah opened it and it was these fucking spiders um it wasn't even like fucking tarantulas which are like relatively docile large spiders they were like the size of tarantulas but not tarantulas yeah terrifying that was a hard fucking no for me. Terrifying. As soon as she opened and threw that box, I was like, either that's a body part or, oh my, no thank you. Yeah. So I am not a big fan of small spaces. It just It's creepy, especially in a coffin. It's just like, I can't get out, you know? Yep. And then I'm not, the, I'm not against spiders, but if I was in a small space and spiders were in the small space, I'm fucked up. So watching this i was like oh my god i feel so bad for this girl i was like frowning it wasn't even like a smile like dude this is creepy i was just like god damn this is bad uh lily she's freaking the fuck out obviously so she starts ringing the bell she's like i'm out i'm out and the girls are laughing because i guess they probably do this to all the new girls and freak them out and then she'll get old enough and then she'll be laughing on the top of the fucking hole with them see i don't think they actually do it to all the girls i think when they were doing it they made it very clear that the only reason they did it is because she is a nerd and she does not fit in with their like preppy yeah girl style that's even worse because even her roommate were like you really want to join that sorority you really think that sorority is going to accept girls like us and it was like she was it was very clear that Something about Lily, like, she doesn't seem to be weird in any way to us, but she's meant to be a nerd or, like, not a popular girl. And I think that they only do this to the non-popular girls who try and join their sorority. fucked up. Yeah. He thinks fucked up. (laughs) So, uh, as the bell is ringing, the girls are dancing and laughing, and then it starts raining, and they're still laughing. They're like, "This, this is the funniest thing in the world. Cop sirens go off. Well, the whoop, 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 whoop. And they're like, oh, shit, cops. If they see us hazing this girl, we'll all get expelled. Let's cheese it. We'll come back in a little bit and get her out. And they run the fuck away. And the cop comes out there and he's like, I don't want pneumonia. So you. I guess he doesn't see the camera sitting there. He just gives up. Yep. I don't even think he got close enough yeah. to notice anything. So Lily, she is in the coffin. And the coffin is starting to creak and crack and rain starts seeping in this is even worse i was like this is oh like torrential God. flood like texas yep. weather this isn't like oh it's kind of sprinkling outside no this is like sudden downpour houston's about to be flooded type yeah. shit uh, yeah this is this is like my worst nightmare if i'm in 
a fucking small space and it starts filling with water and I can't And escape. there's spiders everywhere? Oh, spiders are dead. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. Spiders can survive. They're water spiders. <laughs> yep. They're surfing on the water. That happens in Going many video games. Mouth. Yeah. No, so, no, no. Uh, it's it's starting to open and then the, the coffin like starts to... No, it doesn't. So the water seems to stop and like Lily is three-fourths of the way filled up in there and she's like, holy shit. And then she sees a face in the glass. It, it's a zombie face. Here's a thump, and then see, yeah. And then the zombie face and a fist breaks through the glass and starts reaching at her. She's screaming, and then it stops, and she's like, "Oh, it went away. It was all a dream." <laughs> Out of the water, in the coffin with her, it's Guiltine, and she's like, <laughs> "How's it going?" And mouth just open, and she's screaming, and the camera goes off. The next morning, the sorority sisters, they come back to the grave. So they probably went seven hours, six oh, yeah. at the least. And they come back. The grave is flooded from the rain. And instantly, the girls, some of the girls are like, we were not here. We did not talk to this girl. This is a fucking secret. And I was like, damn, some shitty kids. But I guess I wouldn't want to admit to murder either. So I guess it's a secret. <laughs> Two of the girls, they dive into the coffin to see if she's in there, you know? No, nobody in the coffin. And they legit look at each other and they're like, I'm not going down for this. I got shit to do. <laughs> so we'll just get rid of that camera and shit. Do that. Sometime later, they wake up from sleep and they are all in a coffin. And I was like, that's got to be the worst feeling. You're like, oh, man. Mm, what a great night. Why am I in a coffin? <laughs> you know you know the look of a coffin on the inside so lily she's a ghoul herself she's a zombie and she says that she made a deal with guiltine to offer up the sorority sisters their souls so she won't eat her soul even though she is a ghoul so she's gonna give her back her soul or something like that yeah and then, that was a lot and then uh the girl starts screaming and the zombie guiltine is just in there with them with spiders on her face and it's like oh my god <laughs> and the tape ends so good scary real stuff and then you know, the zombie stuff and, you know, it's a zombie you know what do you want so the next one ozzy's dungeon quick fun fact and micah i don't know if you heard the voice in this but the host of ozzy's dungeon his name is steven og and he is the voice of trevor from Grand Theft Auto 5. Oh, okay. That's why he looked familiar. I was trying to like, I I didn't want to, it was one of those moments where like, you know, you know somebody, but you don't actually want to like, look it up. You just want to see if you can figure it out. Yeah. But that makes more sense. I like I, his face and his voice. I was like, this guy looks like, you know, eight different, like you're like trying to mash his face into like, thinking of somebody else and it's like no not him no not him okay that makes sense yes absolutely okay yeah i was sitting here and i was like this person's fucking familiar man it's i just i can't get it and i looked it up i was like it looks just like trevor he just got some hair on his head and i'm like son of a bitch that is trevor <laughs> oh man uh play G- gta 5 he's a mess trevor is an absolute mess in the movie. it's always funny when the voice actors look just like their actual characters and then you're like no that's not him that looks too similar <laughs> so ozzy's dungeon like i said earlier it's a mix of legends of the hidden temple 
guts and family double dare. So you got the goop of double dare guts, like the helmets and just the stunts and stuff. And then Legend of the Hidden Temple, just the jungle theme and honestly going through obstacle oh, and courses. And the helmets, the outfits, the yep. kind of weird games that you had to do at the beginning. Very similar to yeah. many things. So Ozzy's Dungeon, it's a kid's game show where the young contestants, they participate in physical challenges for a chance to get a wish from Ozzy. They don't explain who or what the fuck Ozzy is, but he'll grant you a wish, whatever you want. And so during a taping of this show, a contestant, uh, tons of contestants before we meet Donna, but kids are just falling everywhere. And the host is just like, oh, that kid fell. Anyway, he just <laughs> keeps on talking. He gives no shits about these kids. Uh, one kid like touches him and he just kind of like moves away. He's like, don't don't touch me, kid. And he pushes a kid out of the way. He's like a dickhead to these children. Um, but we meet up with Donna and she's energetic and enthusiastic. And she caught a turkey leg in her mouth, which is actually a lot harder than you think. Because turkey mm-hmm. legs are big as fuck. So uh, he tried to take the turkey leg from her mouth. And he's like, drop it, drop it. <laughs> She like kept it in her mouth. So her wish, apparently someone figured it out that she wanted to help her like poor family leave their neighborhood in Detroit. That was going to be her wish. And during the final obstacle course, just like Double Dare, where you have to search for a flag here, dive into this like goop and find another flag, run over to the pizza. The pizza was the hardest part because the pepperonis look like flags. You got to find another flag. And then you stick your hand up that big nose and look for a flag. It was always flags and shit. So on the the obstacle course, Donna's doing amazing. And she's about to end before time runs out. She's going to get a wish. And then her leg is fucking snapped on this, like, what? it wasn't the slide. It was like, they were up high. And they, were, they were going through the large intestine. Yeah. They, the body. Yeah, they were going through this obstacle. And her leg just wrong way just snaps. And you see bone and blood. Because the, the boy pushed her. Yeah, the kids are like cutthroat in this. She didn't. She had to like kick him earlier inside of it. So she goes down, and then we see that clip multiple times. Someone reverses and shows it again. Reverses and shows it again, and then we see that the former host wakes up in a dog cage in his underwear. And the second I saw him in his underwear, I was like, "Oh my god, that family got him." <laughs> and we see. Donna's family, well, the mom, Deborah, she kidnapped the former host and is now subjecting him to the same shit that her daughter had to go through. I mean, a lot grosser and stuff. She was stuffing like raw chicken into his mouth to make him catch it. And that was so gross. Yeah. And he had to go through the obstacle course in his underwear, stepping on sharp shit. He got stabbed with a helmet of knives. He was getting all types of tortured. And Deborah has a jar of acid. And she was like, I just want to torture you. Now I'm going to pour this acid on your face and kill you. I don't care. So before he can get his face melted off, the host says that, hold up, hold up, hold up. I can take you to Ozzy and you can get your wish granted. Just don't kill me. So they drive to the studio where Ozzy's dungeon was filmed. And there's still armed guards out there. And they're like, oh, that's weird. I'll take you to the like the rear entrance. They are going through the set 
and they make it into this dungeon, a legit scary dungeon. The host, uh, he had an assistant, just muscled up like Amazonian woman. She looks the, the same. It's been years. Okay. And they make it through a cave. And then they see this like large, like pregnant woman on this altar. And there's kids around the altar, like praying to her. And then Donna makes her wish. She doesn't say what the wish is. And then Ozzy, I guess, comes out of her stomach. And he's like this, like, he's got tentacles and he's like purple, pink color and he's shooting beams everywhere. I don't know what it is. And they don't tell us. And he grants Donna's wish. And Ozzy melts everybody's face off. The host, Donna's family. Everybody gets melted. Uh, well, honestly, Deborah, the mom, she put Donna through a lot of stuff. Yeah, uh, Donna's leg was like putrid because I guess she didn't take her daughter to get her leg fixed. And I don't know that that house was probably bad before. So everybody melts. And then Donna looks at the camera with a smile on her face. I don't I don't get it, but it looked really cool. That was her, that was sure. her wish. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that was a wish. Everybody. It just as a whole, the story. I just didn't. Oh. I just didn't get it. Yeah. It was cool. It looked really cool. It just people melted. So, so all of the side stories of the um, army figures dying and melting and stuff like that, they all meet up with this story. So we meet up with Brady. He's doing the stop motion videos of the soldiers, and it's his older brother Dylan's camera. And so he takes the camera, and what do older kids do with a camera they pose in front of it and he's talking about like these pythons are sick and all this you know i don't know who he's talking to <laughs> so while brady is filming his lat his latest video dylan grabs the camera and he goes off and they try to do upskirt videos and so they get a bag and cut a stupid ass hole in it and they're like hey look Let's see some underwears. And then the girls are like, is that a camera? And they're like, no. And then they just like run off giggling. They have a new neighbor and she looks great. <laughs> and the, the boys, they are just enamored by this lady. Her name is Sandra. And Brady is like skating in like the cul-de-sac with like pads on and stuff and a helmet like a safe person would. <laughs> And Sandra, like, helps him out and brings him inside. And all the boys are like, what the fuck? And Brady knows Sandra on a first name basis. And actually, he's going to help her put her computer together. And they're like, oh, my God, your brother's a pimp. <laughs> and so they come up with a scummy idea that they are going to put some spyware on her webcam so they can see them boobies. <laughs> so Brady puts the spyware onto the camera. And then that night, all the boys, they stay over and they're everybody's sleep. One kid's playing Resident Evil 2, which I thought that was awesome. And they're waiting on her to get ready to take a shower. And so she's taking her clothes off for the shower. And they're like, boobies! And they're all hugging and stuff and crying. And then she starts dislocating her fucking joints. And they're like, that's weird. I'm still gonna smash. And I was like, yeah. And then she takes off her hair and they're like what and then the hair well the the fake hair is on the ground and her real hair pops out 
it's snakes. Second I saw the snakes, I was like, oh my God, a Gorgon. That's awesome. So it's like um what's what's the famous one's name? Medusa. Medusa. I fucking love it. Yeah. So Medusa, uh, she loves tricking dudes to get close and then turns them into stone. And then what Perseus? I think he was the one that took her out. Yep. Good job, Perseus. Cut her head off. They see this in the camera and like idiots, they leave the shades open. And so Sandra looks out of her window. I thought she saw him on the camera, but that's not how it would work. She just looks out the window and sees them freaking out for some reason. And so it's justifiable that, oh shit, they saw me. Well, gotta kill these kids. So Sandra just instantly hits their roof and then just breaks into the room, tears one kid apart, and then like any found footage film, someone gets right into the camera and says, let's get the fuck out of here! And then everybody starts running. Another kid gets killed on the stairway, uh, before the stairs. Then Brady comes up to Sandra and is like, Sandra, I'm sorry if we hurt you. Please don't kill me. And he gets turned into stone. And I've always wondered if getting turned into stone hurt like a motherfucker. Yeah, they scream. It probably really hurts to get turned into stone. Like your skin is hardening, the bones and shit. Probably really fucking hurts. And then Dylan is like my brother. And he gets turned into stone too. The end. So I was like, that was a really cool short story. I I liked it. Don't look at boobies that aren't supposed to be. Right. So the final story, it's New Year's Eve, 1999. And two friends, they're uh, videographers, and they are hired to film a ritual where a woman named named Kirsten is going to be a vessel for a demon called Ukaban. And from the beginning they seem very much like this ain't this ain't real but we're getting paid good money to do it so you know whatever they they're constantly looking at each other and he's like record them motherfucker and so the ritual is starting and they open up the veil between the worlds you know that kind of stuff and then you just see something weird behind the ladies that are doing the ritual and i was like what is that and i got close to the screen and then in the corner of the room is just a creepy dude behind the tv and I was like, oh, my God. And the ladies are like, oh, it's that demon. He snuck through. Let's let's send him back, ladies. The demon grabs the legs of the two videographers, and the demon gets sent back to hell. Unfortunately, the two friends get sent back also. <laughs> so they're in hell, and they have like 10 minutes to get back out before they're just stuck there. Um this version of hell it's very rocky just it looks depressing there one really cool scene they look toward the sky like this um what's the word they're looking at like this mountain and the like behind it a giant fucking shadow it's i guess it's satan it's like the chernabog yeah it's gigantic and they see it as like lightning strikes and they're like Oh my god! And they just run away as they should. That was fucking scary. So they meet up with a a demon named Mabel. Well, she's I don't know if she's a demon. She's in hell, so she's damned. She's something's weird about her. And they meet Mabel, and she tells them like she can help them get out, you know, but they just gotta watch out for all the demons because you're people and you're alive. 
and demons really want to eat you. And so, you know, just like any scary movie, when you meet someone from the place that's bad, you're like, you're going to betray me at some point. <laughs> and they're very much like, Mabel's going to betray us. But no, she's true blue all the way through it. I was very proud. So they come up with the plan that they're going to make it to Ukaban and and Mabel actually knows where the demon is. And so like, well, we'll get to him. We'll grab onto him because the ladies are going to bring him anyway. So we'll just hitch a ride. It's a pretty solid plan, actually. Yeah. So, a lot of creepy things happen. They see multiple demons in different forms and shit. Uh, multiple traps are almost caught. Uh, the guy he freaks out because he sees this gigantic, like, like cartoon size bear trap on the ground. He's like, look at that bear trap. I almost stepped in that shit. And then he look away and he, his hand just gets snapped in a bear trap. I'm like, where the fuck was that one? So he's got a tiny bear trap on his hand. And he's screaming. So they find Ukaban and he's surrounded by a cult of demons. And so one of the guys, he has a sweet ass like pitchfork situation thing going. So he runs in because he's going to try to fight him off because they only have like a minute left. And Nate and Troy, they're the names. And they actually fight off all the demons and they kill them. And they're, they're pretty good friends. You know, They had some issues. Apparently, they weren't as trustworthy to each other through stories. And so they look back and Mabel's like eating on one of the demons. And so Nate and Troy are like, Mabel, come with us. You actually helped us all the way. I don't know what you are, but fuck it. Come with us. And then this fucking demon just drops out of nowhere and just like stabs her. And then she yells, put my name in the book. Write my name in the book. That's all I want. And she said she wanted like 30 like fresh souls too. But write her name in the book. That's all she wanted. They run up to Ukban and like jump inside its stomach. Like, I don't know, like fucking like a Kirby. And they come out on earth. Hooray. Uh, Troy is on the ground. He's in his body. He's cheering. Nate's cheering too. But he's in Kirsten's body. <laughs> so apparently jumping through the body of the demon, just he jumped in line and took his spot. So I guess if he just held his hand, I guess he would have been all right. But he's in Kirsten's body. The the witches, seeing that the ritual failed, instantly stabbed Kirsten uh, Nate body. And then Troy tries to get away and he gets a, uh, what's that thing called? A scythe. Yes, he gets stabbed in, I don't know, somewhere on his body with a scythe. He crawls over to the book, and in blood, he writes Mabel's name. And I was like, hey, so Mabel's going to get to come to Earth. Hope she kills everybody. So <laughs> the tape goes back to the previous story, and we see Dylan and Brady's bodies just stone, just sitting there. And then the camera battery runs out. Uh, at the end of the credits, if you made it all the way to the end of the credits, you can hear the witches. They're doing the ritual again, and they're saying Mabel's name. So they're calling Mabel to Earth, which I thought was awesome. So, Katie, what was your favorite story in VHS 99? That would be Shredding, um, the story about the band uh, going to the abandoned, I don't know, abandoned show venue, venue yeah. place. Um I thought that the story was really well done. The music was really well done. The prosthetics on everyone, all the zombie girls from um, 
Bitch, Bitch Cat. Cat were just fantastic. And that alone was like, okay, you're number one. Like, this is so good. It was so much, the prosthetics in this one were so much better, I think, than any of the other um, four stories that we yeah. got. So I really, really liked this one. Um, some of the people in it were assholes, but I think the story overall was my favorite. Emma? Um, I would have to agree. I mean, if we're going solely based on the story, I think it's a very close between that and the Medusa story for me. Um, just because I love how much comeuppance everybody gets in both of those stories. And that's, that's like a feel good factor. And I enjoy that, but I don't know the band just kind of like you said, the, the prosthetics, the makeup was a little better done, but I did enjoy the Medusa head and the whole thing with her. So yeah, probably somewhere between the band and the Medusa segment for me, Micah. I was going to say the same. They had the best story first. I'll say that the second one with the sorority sisters, I I thought that was really well done for the sheer, like, messed upness (laughs) without having to go over the top. I mean, it was a little over the top with the spooky guillotine lady. I know, I, I know it's not how you say her name. It just looked very similar to guillotine. <laughs> but, you know, the, the whole being locked in the box and then she's in the uh, in the casket. And then she's like, oh, the box, the box, fucking spiders. Yeah. <laughs> and then to top it off, she has to drown. And then it's just like, oh, my God, it just keeps getting worse. My jam. Yeah. <laughs> um i thought the medusa story had the best nostalgia factor just because i remember that's what we used to do back then was we'd hang out all night and play scary video games or watch scary movies except or... you weren't the dick that spied on your neighbor's titties all the time no we weren't exactly because there were no neighbors no. Oh. <laughs> i was like there weren't any titties to look we were all we were all in one story houses no. <laughs> No, but just just like playing video games and falling asleep on each other and just being dudes being dudes, obviously not being creepy. Yeah, no, the the shredding, the shredding was the best. And then I I thought the second story with the sorority sisters was was second. So, yes, it did come second. Yeah. (laughs) So I wrote down everything except Ozzy's dungeon. Yep. Uh, all the stories they had the ebb and flow and stuff but i think they put the right story up front to get people going it is the best choice and the hell and back felt like an ending and so the beginning and ending had the right spots honestly it was paced the right way you put it's just just like a wrestling show you know if you have a match that's probably gonna be a little too long or not that exciting put it right in the middle because people get excited at the beginning, then it dies down, and then that's the low spot, and then you pick it back up for the ending. So I guess it was programmed just right, because it it was just confusing. I didn't know what the fuck it was, and then we got a fucking Medusa. I was like, that's awesome. I've never, I haven't seen a modern-day Medusa story. I, mean, I, was, I was pumped. It was really cool. So yeah, everything except Ozzy's Dungeon, which I guess it did its job, 
So, so uh, Katie, what was your least favorite story? I was about to say character. So, since he, I know you're going to say, I know what you're going to say, I chose a different one. And I did not like the story, the Gawkers, the one about the Gorgon, the Medusa one. Everything as it was happening was just upsetting me. Yeah. Everything the boys were doing, everything they were talking about, everything they were like just being pervy little boys about was just, it rubbed me the wrong way and it was just gross as fuck and I hated it. Yeah. Um, they were bullying to the little brother um, until he could, you know, get boobs on their computer, which was just upsetting the fucking picture quality on that webcam quote that they had set up was was better than the whole movie was bullshit uh let me tell you kids 1999 webcams and videos were like an inch and a half by an inch and a half and shit was grainy as fuck like you wouldn't have been able to tell those were boobs so um, yeah just the whole story like i didn't I liked that it was a Gorgon. I liked the idea of bringing a Gorgon into the story. Mm -hmm. Um, I just didn't like the kids at all. And just the way that everything happened was just like upsetting. They were just assholes. For sure. Um, Emma. They truly were really fucked up. I do have to agree with that. But uh, my least favorite was the sorority one. Because all of that was a hard pass for me. I'm like, first of all. If you're that desperate to get into a social sorority, don't go for the one that's like obvious bitches, first of all. Second Mm -hmm. of all, if they take you to a mausoleum, I don't care how drunk you are, something's not okay. Like, you better box shot that bitch and run. Yep. And then they tell you, well, yeah, of course you can be in, but you do have to stay in a coffin all night. Fuck you, bitch. No, absolutely not. I would rather be in loser town for an entire fucking year than remotely have you put me six feet anywhere in a box of nothing. Yep. Absolutely not. That whole thing was just super fucked up. And I was like, that's literally murder for the sake of the fact that they didn't want anybody sort of nerdy in their sorority and i was like y'all are really fucked up micah yeah my least favorite story was like otis said earlier the uh ozzy's dungeon Dungeon. it just eh, i i don't get the found i mean (sighs) the first part of it was you know showing what the game show was and the incident and all that but it didn't really fit the whole found footage aspect until you know the later dungeon part or or with the the the, uh revenge dungeon part so that was found footage but they decided they needed to put backstory in which didn't make sense because that I don't know why that would have ended up on this tape to begin with, unless that was just like the tape that they were recording over. But that doesn't make any sense. I don't know. <laughs> the, the, this that that part just didn't make much sense with the VHS found footage aspect. Yeah, I mean it got weird, but that's kind of what VHS started to do, especially with the last one with the giant 
robot scientist guy that goes on a killing spree. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it, it seems like they're getting bigger and bolder, which is which is fine. Like that's that's cool if they start, you know, like when when they did the shredding and the the person the one of the the band members got lifted up and like exploded. Like I thought that was what the movie was going to be, and then it and it was just like okay, well that was the cool death scene, and then the rest were just kind of like oh okay. I mean, there's some face melting in this one, but yeah, I don't know. It just it this was kind of a fizzler. It was just like somebody had a wild idea, and they're like, yeah, fuck it, let's go for it. <laughs> Yeah, let's make some faces. So my least favorite story, Ozzy's Dungeon. It it and it wasn't like it was bad. I I enjoyed the whole revenge side to it. Like I said, the second I saw him sleep in a dog cage, I was like, they kidnapped that man and about to see him go through some shit. And I like laughed. I was like, oh my god, they're torturing him. It just the end. I I just didn't get the whole. And he says that no kid ever won a wish, you know, and I guess if you actually had something that can make a wish, why would you, it was just, there's a lot of questions to it. And I know you're not supposed to really think about these stories because they really don't make sense. So, but it was just, it just happened. It looked really good and it was funny. And Stephen Ogg, that dude's hilarious. So it was fun seeing him like rag on kids and then get tortured. It was fucking great, you know? It yeah. just, I just didn't know what the hell it was, and I like crap, and I was confused. So, yeah, if I'm confused, you're probably not doing it right. <laughs> if I don't know what the hell's happening, so yeah. So let's do seven word synopsis. So I got two of them. The first one is no frame narrative story was just fine. I'm fine with people not getting forced to watch VHSs for some dumb reason. And then dead bodies disappearing. <laughs> I'm all right. Then my next one, more VHS, please. See you next year. Goddamn right. I'll put my hand out every year. More VHS, please. <laughs> Katie. Would have preferred it without the tracking lines. Yeah, I could understand that these movies took place in 1999 without you having to make it look like a shitty VHS from 1999. Correct. Like it would have been just fine. It's funny. Some people complain that the stories look too good, that it doesn't look like 1990 or whatever year it's supposed to be. Like they're yeah. VHSs. So some people have complained through all the movies that they look too good. So they want them to look worse. It's I, a, no. it's this weird, weird balance of like. I don't need them to look worse. <laughs> like go back and watch fucking um, Blair Witch Project. And if your fucking eyes and head don't hurt after watching that movie and the shaky cam, like that's what VHSs in 1999 look like. Yep. Sucked. Let's not pretend that it was good. Like, let's just make a movie <laughs> and say that it's set in 1999. That's fine. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm fine with pretending that it's just old school and just moving on with my life. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, three solid bangers, two mediocre nostalgia grabs. Yep. And that would be uh, Ozzy's Dungeon and the Gawkers. I think yep. both of those were just trying to grab all of your attention at how nostalgic they were. Um, where the other three were like, oh no, these are fucking great. Like I'd watch a whole movie of Shredding or the Suicide Bid or To Hell yep. and Back. Like they were all really, really good. Yeah. Yep. And my last one, 
Anker deserved better friends. Fuck bullying assholes. Yup. They picked on him from the jump about every single thing that he did and how he reacted to everything. Um, going so far as to bully him for being Indian. Yeah. Like, they bullied his culture because in Indian culture, the spirits were like, gonna fuck you up. And he was legitimately scared because he had grown up with these the idea that this is always gonna happen. Ugh, garbage. His friends were trash. Yep. Micah. Let me check my notes. Balls becoming a new shade of blue. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. <laughs> uh, the path through hell through large intestine. <laughs> and that's all I've got. Okay. I have love the true 90s feel. No fuzzies. Yep. And then hard fucking absolute pass with those spiders. Yep. New night on Bald Mountain is wacky. (laughs) And then my alliterative is actually a 14 word synopsis. Build a band by burned band. Babes buried, bursting belly behemoth, bros busted, bungled body binding. Wow. So this film came out October 20th, 2022. It's a little baby. Remember it like it was only a few days ago. Right. Look at that baby. He's trying to walk. Get out of here. Little zombie (laughs) baby. uh, Ankle Obviously, you're right. Uh, Obviously, it's on shutter. So the budget and box office. We don't know. Oh, sad day. But the fact <laughs> that they're already making another one, it did good enough. So um, I know Shutter. They probably go off the views just like Netflix. They'll drop money on things as long as you get the views. And the fact that VHS 94 had some of the highest views on the Shutter app, they're like, shit, we'll give you money for another one. Run that shit back. Right. So, tons of people were like, another vhs coming i'm like goddamn right it is so i this one had to have been hot too because they already like make another one so this might be a yearly thing like i said keep it going there's tons of ideas there's tons of people out there that want to do these keep it up so a couple of the names from vhs 85 the directors we got david bruckner he's the Mm. one that did the amateur night story from the first one so with the succubus yeah he's coming back and he also directed the ritual we did that movie mm-hmm. Guys, that was a good it. one so and we got scott derrickson he's done the black phone Ooh, oh, really good. we did that movie recently uh the exorcism of emily rose it's good dr strange so he's coming to do one i'm yeah absolutely pumped about that and then we have uh Gigi saul guerrero so we got ourselves a Mexican filmmaker. So yeah. uh, that's got to be some type of special that she's doing one. So I'm excited. Um, she's done Into the Dark. It's an anthology series. So she's done that and episodes for The Purge, the TV show. So that's three out of the five that are actually known people. The other two, I, I can't see anything about it. But I'm absolutely pumped. And everyone's coming back. It seems like the originalish people 
behind the scenes are coming back for this uh, VHS 85. So, like I said, there's tons of directors out there that will fuck around and do this. I need old boy David Green uh, that did Hatchet. I need him to do one. Oh, I'd like whoever did Final Girls to do one of these Ooh. 1985 ones. Shit. Yes, please. That was very 80s, and he did a lot with a little. Like, yeah. That'd be fun. That was a fantastic yeah. movie with not a lot of budget. So. There's, there's tons of directors. Actually, in one of the VHSs, they tried to get Rob Zombie, but he's busy doing something. But he was like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Could you imagine if they did like a VHS all-star edition and it was like Rob Zombie and uh, Jordan Peele and like Jordan Peele with- John Carpenter, like I would shit my pants. Sam Raimi. I mean, it, I, I, I like that idea, but I, I just don't want to get away from like all these like kind of no names that are out there yeah. putting stuff yeah. out. Like, it's, well, it's, okay. What a Make cool it not VHS then. They should yeah, do but an, a super anthology with the a three hour anthology, please. I kind of want all these horror movies to just be anthologies. Like, I feel it's way better that way because sometimes horror stories just are so full of filler that it's just like, okay, well, moving on that. already. So, with anthologies set up like this, it just it makes it nicer and a, a way more wild ride. Yeah, yeah, but no, I'm I'm pumped. They they're continuing down the road for this series so give me more short scary stories man i love anthologies so fuck it so minority kill count we talked about it earlier but we can go through the stories again it should be six so in shredding we had anchor Mm -hmm. in suicide bid one of the sorority Sorority girls girls. in ozzy's dungeon the family so one two and three that's five and then in the Gawkers, everybody was white. To hell and back. The friend. Yes. The friend. So uh, Nate. Mm-hmm. So that's yep. six. So now the new number is 262. And Tito Turtle, the house full of vampires. Does anybody have anything else to say about VHS 99? It's cute. There are a couple of really good stories. Mm-hmm. And some legitimate, like jumps and like just uh not feeling well like <laughs> there's yes. some really good moments in this one yeah yeah i i liked it like i said it, not as many peaks and valleys like the other films but as a whole it was pretty solid honestly like it, it's a i don't know i i could show people this collection then less of the other ones like i don't know it just i, I liked what it what it was going for so with that, that is the end of this episode. So if you have any other cool fun facts or questions of why I have not shown the gang VHS viral, you can tweet us at Allentownpod. We email it is Allentownpresents at gmail.com. Wait, I have to look at Allentownpresents. We'll do it. So the music you listen to right now, that is Flip the Combined Effort. We're going to see anywhere you can find them. Studio Pizza, thank you so much for the artwork. So, that is episode 26 in the book. Sorry, um, OSW review. They say, like, and that's this episode in the book. In the pocket. So, we have five more episodes, and it's going to be a collection of new stuff, honestly. We got Barbarian coming up. We have Halloween Halloween So, two new ones. And then... Yes. Um... 
We may have one more new one. We'll see. We'll see. But I'm I'm pumped. It's this collection. I say this every year. I should actually get the audio of me saying it last year, but I was like, this year is the best year ever. This is me saying this year. This year is the best year ever. One year ago, I sound like that. But no, this collection's really fucking solid. And we have ideas for the future. Guido has shown me three of his four <laughs> movies for his choice. I'm, I, I, I actually know two of them. They look pretty fucking good. So I'm excited for Guido's choice. So um, <laughs> thank you for listening. So, like always, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another scary film. Okay, bye, guys. Bye. Toots. Hello. Have you or any of your loved ones had a negative effect or side effect from after listening to an episode of the Spooky Movie Squad? You may be entitled... Oh, no. They will not be entitled to financial compensation. You signed a waiver.